Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a RAIN company. I'm Emily Donahue. The relationship between the United States and Egypt is poised, like many others, to change under the Biden administration. How much and in which direction is the topic for today's podcast? I'm joined by Emily Hawthorne, our Middle East and North Africa analyst. Welcome back, Emily. Thank you. Happy to talk. Emily, what is the foundation of the U.S.-Egypt relationship? So the U.S. and Egypt work together in counterterrorism efforts, in regional peacekeeping, um, and and really over many years, e- the U.S. has come to rely on Egypt as a faithful regional partner that, that sort of aligns with the U.S. on broadly what the U.S. is working toward in uh, the Middle East, in the Arab world, in the Muslim world. Um, Egypt remains a major recipient of U.S. aid, foreign military financing and economic support financing. I think it's the fourth largest recipient per the most recent numbers. And much of that is is that foreign military financing that goes back to U.S. arms sales. Um, I just want to highlight two main reasons for this close relationship between the U.S. and Egypt. One is pure geopolitics. I mean, Egypt is one of the most important countries in the Middle East and North Africa. You know, its geopolitical significance is anchored to its large population size. Um, it's the, the most populous country in the Arab world. You know, when I was studying Arabic, there's a reason why I lived in Egypt to study Arabic. If you want to have good ties with the broader Arab world as a, as a government, diverse as the Arab world is, Egypt is a really important starting point. And then another reason for the U.S. and Egypt's closeness in particular is that long-standing peace treaty that Egypt has with Israel. So it was the first Arab state to build a, a peace agreement with Israel. That does remain one of the main reasons that Congress has transferred so much money to Egypt over the years is it's in theory supposed to help Egypt maintain that peace agreement. Even though that, that foreign military financing has fulfilled a lot of other purposes since, um, really the fact that Egypt agreed before any other Arab state to, to sort of normalize ties with Israel, that's one of the main reasons why the U.S. Um, has come to rely on Egypt. So, Emily, let's get into some details of what might change for the relationship. Yeah, so this is the question of uh, the times right now is how are all these important bilateral relationships across the world going to shift when we have a new uh, presidential administration. And I think much of that U.S.-Egypt relationship is going to stay the same. But there will be certainly more of a focus on human rights coming from Washington. I think that will be one really big change. President-elect Joe Biden tweeted during uh, the campaign uh, in July 2020 that there would be, quote, no more blank checks for Trump's favorite dictator. And that was a reference to President Abdel Fattah Sisi. And he was talking about the increased number of forced disappearances and arrests of human rights campaigners that's occurring right now in Egypt. So there will be some greater pressure on uh, Cairo to not engage in that type of activity. And that does mean that there is a, a slightly greater risk of, of sanctions or stipulations related to economic aid. And that could mean a slight modification of some behavior by Egypt. We'll have to sort of wait and see. I mean, it ultimately depends on how the Biden administration chooses to apply that pressure, you know, whether they 
decide to push Cairo to behave in a certain way um, and really use that, you know, foreign military financing and economic support financing as as sort of a point of leverage. But again, I, I think that there are serious limits to how far this relationship can change, because again, as long as Egypt has been sort of a faithful regional partner to the U.S., the U.S. does want to maintain that. And, and you know, having friends in the Middle East, governments that the U.S. can rely on, is one way that the U.S. can try and sort of draw down its own military presence and draw down its own focus on the Middle East. So we're not going to automatically see the Biden administration suddenly squeezing Egypt very hard. I, I don't think that that's likely. Um, but there will be much more of a focus on on human rights than we saw in the previous administration. So Emily, what other forms of friction might we see emerge between these two countries? I mean, it really boils down to how Egypt's government views its own national security priorities in a different way than the U.S. views them. Egypt views stability and counterterrorism efforts to be of the utmost importance. And the way that they ensure stability and ensure that they're doing counterterrorism operations can clash with the preferred way of doing it by Western governments and by members of Egyptian civil society. So I, I do think that that will be the primary point of friction. Another big one is that defense relationship. You know, Egypt is a big arms buyer, and a lot of those are, are U.S. arms, but it is increasingly buying arms from other countries and not the United States. Um, and actually, between you know, according to the Congressional Research Service, between 2014 and 2018, Egypt was the third largest arms importer globally, and France and Russia were Egypt's principal suppliers. So that does point to the fact that Egypt receives a lot of the arms that it wants and buys them from other countries that are not the United States. And those purchases of Russian arms in particular, that's going to be of growing concern to Congress, depending on the type of equipment that Egypt is buying. There have been talks of Egypt planning to buy Russian fighter aircraft and Technically, depending on how that sale goes, and if it happens, it could trigger U.S. sanctions. So that will be one thing that, that, that we should be watching closely. And finally, the last point of friction, I think it really is several things, but I think you could sort of classify it as one point of friction, and that's divergent priorities in the region. The Egypt and U.S. relationship was formed and, and sort of founded because they shared a lot of the same sort of regional goals. And I think more and more Egypt right now, it's seeing an evolution in some of what it wants out of the region. Its immediate goals are assuring stability in the Eastern Mediterranean and the Nile River Valley, border security with Libya. Um, it wants to keep the Muslim Brotherhood at bay. These are priorities that matter very much to Egypt and I'm not convinced that Egypt thinks the U.S. has those same interests um, at any sort of priority level that shows that the U.S. is trying to help Egypt with its regional goals. And so I think that you're going to see some air between them, just sort of a, um, a lack of closeness in terms of strategically the issues that they're focusing on in the region. So I think that that could become a greater point of friction moving forward over the next few years. Thank you for that guidance, Emily. Thank you. 
Emily Hawthorne is Stratfor's Middle East and North Africa analyst. If you'd like to know more about Stratfor's forecasting and analysis of the Middle Eastern region, sign up for our free newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Thank you.